This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. He looks determined without being ruthless. Something heroic in his manner. There's a courage about him. Doesn't look like a killer. Comes across so calm. Acts like he has a dream. Full of passion. You don't trust me, huh? Well, you know why. I do. We're not supposed to trust anyone in our profession anyway. Peace, 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 and welcome to The Rematch, which is part of the BasketballNews.com podcast network. On The Rematch, you'll hear in-depth interviews with notable names from all walks of life. Because sometimes the media just doesn't get it right. The Rematch is that second opportunity to clarify, put things in proper context, correct fake news or misreported controversy, the media still exists as the most powerful entity on earth because they control the minds of the masses. I'm Atan Thomas, and the full truth is what we are aiming to catch. Many media stories omit details that would dilute their clickbait roar, and that's why there's a need for the rematch. On this episode, I sat down with athlete activist legends Craig Hodges and Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. They both compare the backlash Kyrie Irving is currently experiencing after posting a link to the documentary from Hebrews to Negroes to their own experiences with nationwide backlash. Craig Hodges, after he delivered a letter to then-President George Bush and wore a dashiki to the White House while with the Chicago Bulls, and Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, who was Kaepernick before Kaepernick, as he declared he couldn't pledge his allegiance to the flag or national anthem and can only pledge his allegiance to God. This was a really fantastic discussion. Hope you enjoy. Mr. Craig Hodges and Mr. Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, how you doing, sirs? Doing fine, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. I appreciate both of y'all coming on the rematch today, um, basketballnews.com and Fly TV. And I wanted to, you know, I reached out to both of y'all because you know how much respect I have uh, for you. Um, everything that you've done, everything that you sacrificed, y'all are athlete activist legends. Um, and y'all, and, and we've grown into friends. And it's really, you know, always humbling that you know, my whole career, I studied y'all and looked up to y'all. And now I can say that we're, you know, brothers and comrades and friends. So that's really mm-hmm. an honor for me. Um, and, and I interviewed you both for both of my books, um, We Matter, Athletes and Activism, 
um, and for police brutality and white supremacy, uh, the fight against American traditions. And, you know, whenever things, something like this comes up, talking about this Kyrie Irving situation, um, I always make the connection back to you all. And I don't know if everybody's really making that connection the way that they should, talking about the backlash and the level of backlash that you all received. And people always talk about how, well, the NBA is, you know, it's, it's progressive and it's, it's different. It's not like the NFL and the days of the past are, are gone. And when an athlete stands up for something that people don't agree with, they'll still be embraced and all this stuff. But we're seeing right now with Kyrie Irving, that's that's not the case at all. So I, I wanted to get your reactions um, from what you're seeing, what you're seeing going on, specifically with the bashing collectively um you know kind of immediately before anybody even knew all the details of where Kyrie stood or what he thought or anything like that it was just kind of a immediate bashing um let me start off with you uh Craig Hodges what, what, what was your first initial reaction to seeing everything well first of all man I just want to thank you know the ancestors man and and you know my mom and my grandma and all the sisters who got all the brothers here first of all and you know, for me, man, it's one of those things that, you know, McMood was saying earlier before we came on is the NBA talks about being progressive, but they're savvy. You know, they're savvy with their ability to utilize the media as a tool and weapon to be able to to broadcast and put out whatever messaging they want to put out. You know, in, in 1991, when I went to the White House and gave President Bush a letter, the media basically just showed it one time. Um it wasn't any social media. And I look at, you know, the progression of the savviness of the NBA. You know, when it got to McMood, media coverage was a little bit more. So he got he got, you know, thrown under the bus from different levels of national media, where with me, it was just a silencing where we're not going to even cover it. We're not going to speak to him. We're not going to talk about what went on. And especially we're not going to talk about the issues that he raised in the letter. Mm. I think that's where we where we are now. Once again, we won't get to the substantive, the substantive issues that Kyrie is speaking about. We're not, we don't want to deal with the fact of what our historical legacy is. We want to deal with what has been laid out before us as the truth. And, you know, when, when you come with the reality of the facts, that's when it becomes a thing where those powers step in and are able to, like you say, bash, silence, uh, take away your bread. You know, when I look at Brother Ye, you know, my homeboy from the shy, when I look at what Kyrie is going through, you know, you can't, for me, when I look at the NBA, it's been a, it's been a sustained practice of racism. You know, when I look at the the issues that have gone on with myself and brotherhood, my move, you know, you can't deny it. And and what is what has been able to do is they swept it under the rug, thinking that it would never raise its head again. And it's going to come back. It's going to continue to come back until you actually do something, something to actually make a, and the issue go away. And until you have some type of truth and reconciliation <laughs> type situation going on where people aren't afraid to speak to the issues forthrightly, it's not going to happen, brother. Yeah, um, it's, it's unfortunate because it's like all it takes is the right topic for that progressiveness um, to be completely wiped away. <laughs> you know? I mean, it, it's 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 okay being progressive, you know, on certain topics that are okay, you know, accepted or whatever. 
But all it takes is that right topic. And and it's it's just interesting. Mahmoud, what, what was your reaction to it? Well, um, just slightly reiterating what we talked about before and what Brother Craig just said, man. Uh, man, there's so much to say about this this issue, Etan. Um, so many things were crossing my mind, man. Uh, one of one of the fact that when when I you know Kyrie is is just being unapologetically who he is, and I think he's he's a, he's a young man. Whether we agree with him or not, or anyone, you know, the fact that he is courageous enough to throw his ideas out publicly to see how they're gonna bounce back. This is a part of growth. This is how you grow as a human being, you know. Um, and uh, I, I, that's that's the first thing. And I think as a result of that, being who he is as an athlete, uh, and he's articulate. I talked to him for about an hour, you know, months ago. Mm. Man, uh, I mean, many months ago. And, you know, his, his whole thing, man, he's just on trying to evolve as a human being. Kyrie he can be and he understands that he's learning and when you're learning there's going to be some missteps along the way none of us are perfect we're going to say things that oh I could have said that better we're going to say things ah, that was totally inaccurate and we're going to say things that you know what regardless of what you say I'm holding on to this thought and I'm owning it and this is what I believe whether you like it or not and so mm -hmm. he's moving in that way and and if establishments like the NBA and other establishments whether it's the ADL whoever these organizations are they don't like that type of brass con black man that's gonna mm -hmm. that's gonna be out there like that. So I knew when he was speaking like that, especially mm -hmm. if it's anything related to something dealing with Jewish. Teach. There's Teach. this this immediate condemnation that comes and this silencing this and I call it it's 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 uh it's intimidation tactic to really Teach. discourage discussions. This is what I believe. And I, I was reading something this morning, and there's mm -hmm. this statesman, Alan uh, Ebon, distinguished statesman years ago, and it still holds mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. When we think about just like what uh, 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 A. Chappelle was talking about last night, and mm -hmm. nothing he said, nothing he said was anti-Semitic, right? But this is, but this brother, this 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 Ebon, uh, 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 Abba Ebon. This distinguished statesman said some years ago, mm -hmm. one of the one of the chief tasks of any dialogue with Gentile non-Jewish world is to prove that the distinction between anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism is not a distinction at all. Zionism is merely the new anti-Semitism. In other words, this is a bigger issue. Anything <laughs> related to saying something about a Jewish person a Jewish community or uh, Jewish policies in Israel, right, is going to be branded anti-Semitic to silence you because they don't want to deal with that discussion because it's going to always back to that. So they're linking, right, anything associated with 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 Jew, Jew, Jewism or Jewishness to you must be against all Jews, right, <laughs> so on and so forth. And so... Right. I mean, it's just, Eton, it's, it's so much, so much. Yes. This yes. is like just a few of the things I'm thinking about among many others I know we'll get into. I don't want to hog the mic. <laughs> but, no, 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 we'll get into it all. Yeah, it's real deal. It's interesting that you said that. You know, I just interviewed um, Chuck Modiano. Um, he was on my show that I had with Dave Zirin, The Collision, uh, Sports yep. and Politics Collide. And I'm going to read you what his quote that he just, that he said 
uh, to your point, Mahmoud, um, and he was talking about the Anti-Defamation League, and he was talking about his objections to Kyrie having to go and meet with the Anti-Defamation League in particular. So he said, um, not only are the Brooklyn Nets saying that Kyrie has to meet with Jewish leaders, but they are dictating which Jewish leaders he meets with. Um, he said, I'm Jewish, and the Anti-Defamation League definitely doesn't represent me. I have so many issues with that organization as a whole. One being that they are trying to push the IHRA definition oh. of anti-Semitism. <laughs> Very dangerous. It conflates critiques of contemporary Israel policy against the Palestinians for anti-Semitism. He's like, I can't support an organization that would push for something like that. So for Chuck to say that, you know what I mean? It's not anti-Semitic. He's Jewish. We can't say that. You know what I mean? But but for him to say it, now it's the same truth. They are actually pushing for that. Right here where I'm living in, in Maryland, they're pushing for that, specifically in Montgomery County. Uh, but but, I'm glad but you said. any critique, any, anything that you say, and that's that's why I see with Kyrie, where they won't even allow him the space to even explain where he's coming from. They don't know where he's coming from. They have no idea. He said that he shared the documentary, Hebrews to Negroes. He said he doesn't agree with everything in the documentary. He said that he's sharing it for the information. I mean, so so if that's what he said, do you not? So at least know where he stands. You all they don't care. Etan, Etan, they don't care. When right. it's all said and done, it's a, it's 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 they're trying to silence. Look, this is that's their it. way of weaponizing weaponizing the term anti-Semitism. Right. Semitism, being Semitic, is not just a Jewish thing. They've tried to monopolize the term. Yes, sir. Period. And you know. Sem and all of this talk about what's Semitic and what's not. Well, what if, if you talk to Palestinians, right, and Christians who were on that land before the Balfour Declaration in 1948, and mm -hmm. when this myth, this myth about, oh, it was a land without a people for people to justify the plundering and, and, and the stealing of land and the demolition of homes, well, these were Semitic people living there. That right. you have come and taken their land, demolished their homes, right? So... It's a pot calling the kettle black. Right. Isn't right. that anti-Semitism against yeah. the that were there? So they don't want to, when it's all said and done, they want to silence every mention of this term and control how it's viewed, just like what you said, the new IHR. I can't, I can't remember the, because uh, uh, I read mm -hmm. about that the other day. And and this is just one of the techniques. And and. What we're doing and what other people are doing, we have to keep having these conversations so they don't hijack these terms for themselves. Just like Holocaust. You don't, you're not the only ones that had a Holocaust. Yes, sir. The Holocaust, look, not to diminish what happened to Jews. Yes, we know it was, it was, it was dangerous. But when you try to monopolize a term for yourself, that's dangerous right. territory. Your numbers don't trump what happened to Africans. Teach, brother. Your numbers don't trump the genocide, the Holocaust that happened to Native Americans. Yes. You know, so they don't want to have these conversations and you 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 enter into dangerous territory. Right? It only goes for so long. And and when when people speak about Jewish power, right? And hmm. 
and, and it's reality. There are people in this country, there are people in this nation that have power, whether you want to talk mm -hmm. about Republicans, Democrats, whatever it is, they're powerful people. We talk corporate America, where you want to talk yes, about Jeff Bezos, billionaires, they're people with power. The fact that you can demand these type of things, and Kyrie had made it clear from the beginning, right. crystal clear. Yeah. That, like, how can I be anti-Semitic? Regardless of what you agree or disagree, how can I be anti-Semitic? When I'm when when, right. when I'm who I am, and then, yeah. look, and I don't agree with everything, but yet you want to keep like like digging and digging, right. And, right. and instead of you would think that people that have gone through this type of abuse historically, right, that you know what it feels like, right, to have this treatment that you wouldn't approach it from the position of destroy and kill, but instead of understanding heal. Right. But they come right. with a destroy and kill mission right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, asking, and ADL has a history of spying on Democratic uh, organizations, on, on ACLU, on local Jewish uh, uh, human rights organizations that's against racism. And they have a history of that. So why would you want him and the demands that you're placing on him? You don't mm -hmm. you didn't place that on Brett Favre, who's seventy seven million dollars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Matt Kellerman, I think his name was talking. Well, if there's one thing in there, it disqualifies everything else. That's academically responsible. You know how many uh, things historically in, in universities that oh, that Christopher Columbus discovered America. Oh, we throw all the history <laughs> out now. Right, right. In medicine, more more side effects and their benefits. Throw all the medicines out now because there's one right. little thing. Right. This is this is academically responsible. No, you deal with that issue. Yes. Oh, Negroes. Uh, what, what's the name of it again? Um. He wrote, yeah, you don't throw the whole thing. We said, hold on, hold on. We disagree with this. Let's talk about it. Yeah. But you want to throw the whole, that doesn't exist. That's immature. So, so let me, let me break down. Cause I, I watched the entire documentary, all three and a half hours of it. And I watched it slowly so I can digest everything. Um, I, I wanted to be able to really, you know, watch everything so I can, so I can intelligently speak and critique and uh, uh, the actual film. Um, I know y'all y'all haven't watched it, right? I haven't. Right, right. So let me tell you, I've I've watched it. So let me let me tell you my my critique. Um, the documentary um, Hebrews to Negroes um, is basically Ronald Dalton Jr. He's the he's the um, author, and then they made the 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 film the documentary based off of his book. And so he's making the case for the original Hebrews, God's chosen people, being black or, you know, darker skin or basically not white. And he's providing evidence to support that claim. So he goes through science, DNA. He quotes different philosophers from around the world, um, Greek philosophers, Roman, all these different philosophers. Um, he he, he um, quotes archaeologists who found ancient remains in Israel and their their findings after examining the the, the bone structure and the, the the nose and the jawline and he says you know their conclusions of this could not have been uh white people this had to be um black people or darker skinned people with you know consistent with what they found with archaeology he shows that um he examines the disbursement of the 12 tribes all across the globe um, West Africa, Native Americans, Ethiopians, the, the, the Tao Indians throughout the Caribbean, the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Incas, the Benin people, Aborigines in Australia, et cetera, et cetera. 
and the similarities. He shows the similarities in their language, um, Hebraic customs, their prayers, the circumcision, the ceremonial washing of the hands, all these different um, Hebrew customs that they have uh, kind of intertwined with their with their their customs, right? Showing the 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 connections to to those to those people. Then he examines the Bantus Igbo people, right? So he goes back to Abraham, and you know in the Bible. So he shows the connection, like Abraham begot this person, this, they begot this. It shows the connection directly to the Bantus Igbo people, right? And then he shows the historical documents that state that in, in the Congo specifically, um, that it was in fact like a large Hebrew Israelite kingdom um, consisting of like the Bantus Igbo tribes. And the tribes um, incorporate a lot of people. If you, you know, it's like the Malua, the um, Babaleke, the Sakuma, the Bagande, the Timni, where my origin is from after doing a DNA test. I'm from the Timni tribe. Um, the Kukuyu, the Zulu, the Shanti, um, the Ave, Yoruba, Igbo, all these people incorporated in the Bantus Igbo tribe, right? So then he showed how all of them documented how they all were, they migrated south from Israel um, to Africa by way of Egypt. And, you know, he's showing like the word Sukuma and, you know, what it, how it actually means, like the people from the north. So he's doing all of that. So my question to people who want to throw all that, it's like a documentary. It's like it could have been on the National Geographic or something like that, is if you don't like the film, you know, instead of wanting to ban it, um, can you undoubtedly disprove the drawn connections made in Hebrews to Negroes that the Bantus Igbo people are the Israelites of the Bible? And can you disprove that with opposing facts or evidence? And if you can, that's where the discussion comes. And we have a discussion. You know what I mean? But, but to just say, you're going to ban the whole film, denounce the whole film, everything about the entire... I was like, it's three and a half hours long. It's, okay, there there are some parts that are problematic. I can say that. There are some parts that didn't need to be in there. I will say that as well. But to throw away the entire film and to have Kyrie denounce the whole thing, when he literally said, I don't agree with everything in the film, but I shared it for the information. And that's really my... like. You don't even, They don't even want to have the discussion. Like take a complete this anti-Semitic discussion over, and that's that's my issue, Craig. Because it's like you should be able to discuss anything. You know what I mean? To me, the wild part though is, you know, where did you get it from? You got it from Amazon, but none of that's coming across. We're not talking about, you know, and that's to me is the billionaire part of this thing that you know it's a certain level that you get to, and you can hide behind this thing that oh, it's about economics. You know, and when I look at the record labels, you know, they do the same things. They're telling us that hey, we're not trying to stop violence. It's about economics. I got to feed my children, too. Now, you know, for me, the research on this whole Jewish thing is I go to them and look at what their researchers are saying. So you look at Arthur Kessler, who wrote the 13th tribe. You follow me? We talk, it's been 12 the whole time. Where did this 13th tribe come from? You know, and now you're able to, you like you say, you're able to have the levers of power. So when I talk about somebody like Kyrie, how can he make any power moves over anybody on the Jewish level? But when it comes to Mahmoud, myself, Kyrie, Brother Ye, 
you're able to pull a certain power move. And that's when I'm saying that, you know, when you talk about real racism, those who have been affected by it never get to tell the story. So mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm saying, like we, when I'm looking at Charles Barkley, when I'm looking at Shaq, you know, Kenny, Kenny has to, Kenny, Kenny to me is the, he's that point guard, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he's able to make sure I try to keep it at an even kill, but knowing what's really going on. Cause those guys, were, they were there when it happened with me, you know what I'm saying? And they didn't have one thing to say. When I look at Charles and I'm saying, you're talking about Adam, Adam, you know, you're talking in first person term where this is your boy. Okay. Since he your boy, why don't you have a sit down with McMood and myself and Adam Silver? I've never had a chance. I went to the commissioner in 1997 when I sued the league, uh, uh, Stern, and it was a, it was as if I wasn't even sitting there, you know, to speak to my issues. So when we look at the ability to affect life, that's power to me. When you have the ability to take away someone's livelihood, when you're able to take away 1.6 billion from Brother Ye, who could possibly utilize that for solutions in urban communities, why we, what is, and then I, that's what I'm saying. So when we look at them wanting somebody to sympathize with them and empathize with the Holocaust, you haven't shown any type of empathy where we're concerned, none at all. Even to the point where you have the ability through your institutions Okay, we play on your squads. Why haven't you leveraged any money within these communities where we play at to put in programs that will affect where we come from? Mm -hmm. So it, this whole thing is this whole thing boils down to one thing to me. When I, you know, Bob Marley said, "Until the philosophy that holds one race superior and another inferior," mm -hmm. you telling me until that's eradicated. And now that's where it comes to. It comes to the original, the origin of things. They don't want to deal with the origin of life itself on this planet and where it comes from. So if, if the origin of it all comes out of Ethiopia, then if it comes out of that, then Judaism, Christianity, all of that sprang out of the out of the womb of a sister. So we have no discussion here where I'm concerned. Y'all don't want to deal with the fact of who, you think about it, you have erased sisters off the plane and this thing is a, a God, he, a man, he, a man. What about the sisterhood? When we go to the sisterhood and we say, okay, we don't want to talk about what part those who are Jews had in our enslavement and that, and that relationship. That's Semitic though. Don't say that. You're going to be uh, anti Semite. And that, that was a cool part that I loved about Dave Chappelle. When he came on and he read the little, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and those are the things where, and you know, the cold part, brother, too, is like this. At which point in time, when we, if we all are courageous on the level of Kyrie, regardless to what seeming power you have, mm -hmm. do you really have that power, man? You know, McMood and myself, yeah, we love to hoop. We still hoop without their arena. And if we still love the game. But at the same time, the economics, the economics of it, the business of it, the business of being able to silence a brother like myself at a point in time when I was at my highest earning potential. And I had already said, whatever I make in the city of Chicago, I can leverage my salary to do something community wise. 
Yeah. Once again, spoke a little bit too soon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And now in learning and learning and seeing, man, young brothers are standing up. Had a chance to talk to Dr. John Carlos. And he said when he saw brothers like myself and McMood take the stand that we took, he knew those were seeds that they had planted in 1968. Okay. And that's real, man. And so when I look at some of the positions that brother like Kanye, he was in Chicago when we rolling. So I know some of the some of the stuff that we were doing from Operation United and organizing our folks, they were seeing that. So those are things that I've seen now and I'm saying, yep, it's coming whether you want to or not because the truth has to rise, man. It doesn't need verification. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna play its way out. You know, it's, it's interesting because uh, Malcolm X talked about the media a lot back in the 60s and I was listening to some of the, the um, excerpts and you know, when the whole thing with Kyrie happened and everything that he said, he could have said like yesterday. No like, like yesterday, literally. And it's just amazing that how quickly the media jumped on Kyrie. And, you know, like I said, I took my time to watch the movie. Mm -hmm. Right. And I can say I can say 95 percent of the movie, you know, what I mean, what was that it was just presenting the, the case of of the original Hebrews not being who everybody thinks they are, that not looking right. like not right. Right. So that was the so and I can say that five percent that little bit there was like okay and I can tell you exactly what what it was there was in chapter one there was this part where it listed these falsehoods it said you know falsehoods that have been established and one of the things that it listed um it was actually number three it said and I, I just quote it, it said that six million Jews were killed in a Holocaust during World War II that's how it phrased it. Now, it, looking at that, I, it, it could have meant that the number was in question, that he, they're saying, okay, was it 6 million? Was it 5 million? Was it less than that, that the number? Or could they say, could they be saying that the, the Holocaust didn't happen at all? It was weirdly placed that it didn't have anything to do with anything else that was discussed in the entire documentary. It was just there. So then I saw the reaction say, oh, it's a documentary about, you know, Holocaust denial. I was like, no, I would say that, but I would say that it wasn't, would I say that it wasn't needed? I would say that it wasn't needed, especially if you're not going to give clarity. But that was that part with that. The other part was there was a part where they were talking about um, he was doing quotes and he quoted Hitler. That was one of the things that was in there. One was, one was the quote from a book. And then one was a quote that is thought to have been a quote from Hitler. And that's that's the thing where there's certain untouchables where it doesn't matter what you what you're actually saying. If you're quoting this person, even if it's a person that what you're saying is valid, you can't quote that person. And that's just Hitler is one of those people that are on that list. You know what I mean? So one of the things that they had with Alex Jones, with Kyrie tweeting Alex Jones. Alex, he specifically said, Kyrie, he said, I do not endorse Alex Jones. I am not a supporter of Alex Jones. I tweeted one little part that he's talking about secret societies that I agreed with. And I tweeted that. Now, can you can you just separate the they do that all the time? I mean, they they pick and choose what they want from the I mean, you can go from Trump, you can go from George Washington. They, they, you can go through all the presidents that had slaves that participated. So you're going to take out that part and just say, oh, but they founded this and they did this. And, you know, we don't agree with the racism and the sexism and everything of Trump. 
Well, we like what he says about the economy, so we're just going to focus on that. So you could do that on that instances, but Kyrie can't do that with somebody like Alex Jones, but and literally say, I am not endorsing this guy. I do not, I do not stand with him in anything. It was one part that he said that I agree with. And that's that's those, I don't know, those those media tricks where they just kind of pounced on him. And I think that a lot of other media jumped on it without even knowing Kyrie's full stance on the subject. You know, one of the things for me, brothers, how like whenever issues like this come up, it's amazing how I don't know how it, how it works. Like Charles now, Charles Shaq, do somebody come up to them and say, hey, here's the script. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at how can it be that when the first when it came out, you know, we have black people coming after the brother harder than than yeah. them people. And I'm wondering, I'm like, man, is it a is it a Kareem? And I'm like, Cap, come on, man. Come on, brother. You know, and that 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 part to me is just like, uh, you know, that's something we could never harness to be able to go to their community and get them to speak against them. <laughs> you know, and that's the part where it's like, come on, man, how much how much and we we don't want to say selling out, you know, you my brother. But at the same time, there's a clear delineation that's going on right now, man. I think, you know, we have to. We have to stand on those principles that that got us here. You know, I think, you know, a lot of the bread that brothers are making, they're not seeing the historical legacy that the ancestors sacrificed for us to get there. And we we here in this we're in this vacuum bubble that, man, I got this God given talent and it's about me. And hey, you know, but then when you have young brothers like Kyrie, who is, you know, taking the time to check out his history. You know, and being able to that's the I think that's the beautiful part for me, man, is seeing these young brothers who are able to articulate it in a manner and they're standing courageously. You know, it's interesting. I keep going back to Malcolm X because when you said that uh, a speech popped in my mind when he specifically talked about, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but let me try to get it right. But he said whenever a black man stands up and, and speaks for his people and, and speaks for something that can that can advance his people, the first thing the white man does is to go back and get another black man to offset what he just said. Incredible. And that's what was happening in the media. They got every black person they possibly could to go on and, and condemn Kyrie before, I, I think before many of them even got a chance to even see the film. Exactly. And I know I know Barbie didn't sit down and watch it. I heard, and it was funny when, you, when Shaq called him an idiot and they said that it, already, it had already premiered in Shaq's theater. Exactly. 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 You, so you what's so, so much has been said by both of you brothers, man. Uh, like each e e time when you were breaking down just what you what you gained from the uh, the film itself, and, mm -hmm. and and two immediate takeaways when you were talking about the film, and he was giving the breakdown in the history of the original, you know, the uh, 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 Hebrews, them being black. Look, everybody on the face of the planet with intelligence know that the original person was was a black person. Mm -hmm. right? And so all life, all of us, we come from that, that origin. Mm -hmm. But you also mentioned something, and this is huge for me, really huge, and it should be for a lot, the fact that it's not that they don't know this. They are, the, the objective is to silence because they don't want, you mentioned this word, they don't want to have the discussion. Why? By having right. the discussion, it opens up a can of worms because when you've been holding on and monopolizing this chosen race yes 
right? There's mm-hmm. children, there's children, children, as of though, listen, listen, I agree that historically you were considered that as long as you lived according to scripture. Bingo. You violate scripture, you can't be considered chosen. I don't care right. who you are, Muslim, Christian, but it does, it leads now to so hold on. Well, if you're not the original, and then when you look at the, the, the Zionist state of Israel and how they yes. were their African citizens in that country. Yes. Right. So it, and, and then you look at the influx of those who converted to Judaism right. in order to stake claim to a country. That's why yeah. in Ethiopia. I was told, mm-hmm. and I got a research, but I was told more than once that in Ethiopia, they you you can be a white person and have a baby. You can be pregnant, but you can't have a baby on their territory. You got to go outside the country to have your baby because the history of white supremacy and have look at look at Africa, Teach have a, South Africa. You go, you stake your claim, you have a baby. Now, well, I'm South African, mm-hmm. and then you end up controlling the country. <laughs> <laughs> so they say you got to get out of here to go have that baby before you. Yes, go back. So you begin to you begin to open up all of this, right? History, and and, and look, man, Jesus, peace be upon him, been sold to us for years as being a European looking. Jesus came out of Palestine. Palestine is closer to Africa than it is to Europe. There's yes. no way it looks like that. Even the Bible <laughs> says so. But people want to hold on to these images. And we know images of power, languages is power. Mm-hmm. Right. But the, the, the bottom line, they don't want to have the discussion. And just like this, this, uh, this uh, Abba Eben said years ago, and it still stands, mm-hmm. when you talk about, you know, this word anti-Semitism, right? They're trying to monopolize it and control it so that everybody becomes fearful of saying anything because it's going to eventually, you're going to start connecting the dots and it's mm-hmm. going to go back to that, that state that you have called Israel. And so yep. they don't want, because they don't want you to condemn it. So any criticism yep. of anything Jewish, you're going to be labeled that. And and I'm with you. Even with the 6 million, right? Look, most people, mm-hmm. even normal Finkelstein, Noam Chomsky, a lot of academics, well-respected, they, they, they dispute the numbers. The number. They, they do. They're not it didn't happen. You're not right. foolish. We know it happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but you're trying to. So it's my brother. It's it's just so much. And another thing that I have a problem with too, when you deal with a person like you said something too, Craig. You said something very important, and I don't know if you caught on. You said you you talked about leveraging your wealth to help communities. So not only is it a fear when you speak your conscience and you expose them, but when you talk about taking what they're doing, they're in our communities. Right, whether it's the NBA, whoever, and if you're not funneling a lot of money back into these African American communities, right? When you're making these billions off of, it says a lot about you. Yes, sir. Now you come back and you say, "I'm going to put my money into education. I'm gonna put my money into these things." This is also something that threatens them because, oh, this is a black man who knows how to use his wealth. We don't mind the ones that don't because they're gonna give it right back to us. But mm-hmm. he's giving it to to them. And and I'm saying that because when they talk about Kyrie now, what's oftentimes missed is how philanthropic this brother is. Yes, sir. He, oh. he nine students 
he paid their tuitions to the HBCU, bought a home yeah. for the family of, uh, mm -hmm. of, of, of George Floyd. George Floyd. He, yeah. he, he supplemented the incomes of WNBA players. Yeah. He, he gave hundreds of thousands of beyond. Only mm. who's, who's evolving and throwing out information and trying to say, hold on, this, this is what I was doing. This is what you were doing. Like, we'll throw stuff out. This is what I think I believe. Okay, right. hit me back with some information. If you That's could appeal right. to, if you could appeal to my logic, if you can make it make sense, then okay, I'll surrender. If you can't, I gotta go with what I believe. Period. That's it. You should respect the person for that. But I mm -hmm. think this is something too that's kind of wiped under, you know, the uh, pushed under the rug. Like, man, this brother is shown, and the people that he's doing it for aren't just black people. That's right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's doing this for a multitude of people. Now you want to come at him like all of a sudden he's a racist? Right. Man, get out of my face with that nonsense. You're not, you know. <laughs> I agree 100%. And then another part that I really had an issue with with this Kyrie Irving situation is the way that the Brooklyn Nets were handling it. Um, the, the six steps that he was given. Um, and I thought that was the most insult. It was so bad, Stephen A. Smith had to say something about it. Wow. It was so bad. Stephen A. Smith said, "Now wait a minute. Hold on. This is too much. This is a little bit insulting." So you know, if he says something about it, but when did he say something about it? Uh, it was after he finished bashing him for a few days. <laughs> to be honest with you, it was it was after that. But he, he got the bashing in first. But then the sit the, the six the six steps came, and a lot of people. I mean, Shannon Sharp, he was bashing him as well for at first, and and it's interesting. It was interesting, brother Craig. He mentioned your name. Did you hear that? No. This, your what, name. And no. he said, this is the part. This is the part for me. When he did that, he left it as hanging fire. He left it as hanging fire. He didn't, he didn't go into it. He said, hey, you know what happened to Craig Hodges? And his boy is like, what? what? You know. You know yeah. Craig Hodges. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, we know media. Y'all have a pre-production meeting. So you're going back and forth. Well, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this. And I'm saying, you said my name two or three times. None of that was discussed pre-production. And then the way you left it, Stephen A, I need to speak to. Shannon, I need to speak to. You know, because if you're going, if you're going to say, yeah, man, you know what happened to Craig Hodges, go into it, brother. Tell me what happened. Right. The same way you want uh, Kyrie to have context, they should pr provide context. Right. And they never do. You know, they never do, don't, because once again, you got that bully pulpit. Once she said, it's out there. And then my son sending me, I didn't even know it was on. My son sent it to me, said, Dad, check this out. And yeah. he, I'm like, wow, man. And it's wild. My, 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 prob my problem with, the, on many levels, my problem with the demands. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I ended up, I just, I said, man, I, you know, I, I like to sit back when I first hear stuff and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and put it and think about it. And of course, there's so much more you could put, but on these little posts, you, you don't want to write a book. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm looking at these demands, man, and I'm like, uh, wow. I'm, you don't ask that of police when they kill black folks. Nope. To that and 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 the institutions, right? You don't ask. One, I said, if I was me personally, I said, if I was Kyrie, I said, you, you know what? Before we even go down that road, as a black man in this country, I want you to meet these same demands. As a Muslim in this country, 
I want you to meet these same demands as a Native American, because he's got that in his blood with the history mm-hmm. of what's happened to him and what continues. Mm-hmm. I want you to meet. I want you to meet with organizations. I want to give you. I want you to give two hundred million dollars to this organization. I mean, I mean, two two million dollars to this organization. I want you to have mm-hmm. sensitivity training. I want mm-hmm. you to do this. But every piece of me, because every piece of me, black man, has been exploited and misused. Right. As a Muslim, the exploitation has been there. As a Native American, shall we, the genocide, and you don't hardly even see no Native Americans that exist no more. They didn't kill them off so much. Dude. So until you can meet those demands, we don't we, we can't have no conversation about meeting these demands. Yes. And for and me, all that, yeah, I didn't even see what the demands was. Once they told me it was six, I said, oh, I know what's up right there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I ain't gotta read it. You gotta read it. You know what I'm saying? We dealing with the numbers of it. Oh no, definitely. It's just interesting because I um so to your point, Mahmoud, about the um police officers, you know, I, I work with a lot of the uh family members of, of victims of police brutality. And I, you know, just co-wrote Emerald Garner's book for her, um, with her, um, you know, finding my voice. And I wrote an article about her because we were talking. And she was telling me her reaction to hearing the six steps that Kyrie had to take. And I'm going to read a quote from her. She said, um, NYPD officer Daniel Pantaleo murdered my father, Eric Garner, in broad daylight on video. And he didn't have to do anything before he returned to active duty. Hmm. He's like, I wrote, she said, I wrote about it in my book, how traumatizing it was to actually see him laughing and joking with other cops on the street like nothing happened afterwards. He said he didn't have to do anything. He didn't even have to apologize to the family of the man he murdered. But they're going to make Kyrie do all of this before he could play basketball? That was a quote when I, when I interviewed her. And and it just it just it just shows how how misplaced this is and how many people are and this was my, you know, you Okay, I'll say it like this. I expect certain people in the media, certain people to cheer this happening to Kyrie, to cheer the six steps, to cheer him getting suspended, everything like that. I don't expect it from black people in the media. I'll say it quite. That that is the, the amount of black people that were almost cheering what was going on. And what the Brooklyn Nets were doing were basically they were saying with this, with this public, um, you know what I mean, bashing that they were doing of him, these public lashing, they were basically saying, "We want you to say that your name is Toby. You are no longer. <laughs> we want we're gonna, no, like, and I make I make that reference because oh, it is a hundred percent what they they want to tie you to the tree on the plantation in front of everybody and beat you into submission." Like they did in in enslavement times. So they they asking they asking him to give a, an apology, mm-hmm. but this nation will not apologize to us. But what you did to us, you wanted you let alone reparations. We can't even you know. Come on, man, and that's the part where it's so skewed that you not can't only, even. Not only the apologies, Craig. Not only will they not give an apology, but they want him to give an apology. But they also want to give want him to give money, reparations. They're, they want not recognize, you know, in a real in a real way that they were owed. Yes, 
anything. Yes. You know, we, uh, but, 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 I, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I do. No, no. I like, you know, I, you know, people say, well, I don't mean to cut you off. Yes, you do. But, <laughs> but, but, but this is my problem too with Adam Silver and the owner of the Brooklyn Nets and, and with the Stephen A's and, and all the mm -hmm. others who came out uh, and, and bash Kyrie, but didn't want to come back. And, and I'm not saying people don't have a right and, and legitimately so and sincerely like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. I was wrong, and this is the way I feel now. However, there's a lot of doubt because you know, oftentimes you you have these 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 trained puppets, these people that's more mm -hmm. concerned about the dollar, right? And their jobs and really speaking the truth. And as you say, you have these meetings prior to going on, and there's certain things you're encouraged to say and not to say, right? Mm -hmm. But but my my issue is this: when, when there when, when there was this sense of swelling of support that began to happen. Then you see the shift in the statements. Mm -hmm. Then you see Adam Silver coming out then saying, oh, he didn't say anything anti, you knew that from the door. Man. It's right. clear. You yeah. knew that from <laughs> the door. He said it himself. Yeah. But now that you see this support, now you want to come and save face, right? To be on this side like, you know, you, you, you for him. No, I don't buy mm -hmm. it. They just right. savvy individuals, right? Yes, sir. This is the way they work, and and I don't trust them. You know, not even if I can. <laughs> <see them. laughs> Interesting, because you mentioned Adam Silver, and I told I told you about this as well. After I interviewed him, I interviewed him in my in my book, We Matter: Athletes and Activism. And um, you know, for this, I'm going to actually show a clip of the interview. So I'll, I'll show it. They wanted to know, in, uh, under an Adam Silver administration, um, say you have Mahmoud Abdul-Aruf happening now, where he, you know, doesn't, he, he expresses how because of his Muslim beliefs, he, he can't pledge allegiance to the flag, but only pledge allegiance to God. And then you come up with a compromise. Would, would he then be punished? And, and likewise, you know, Craig Hodges, who, you know, after they win the championship, goes to the White House and hands the president a, you know, a letter of grievances. Are those things that you would would deem as punishable offense from players? That's the number one question that young people ask. You know, I'll deal with Craig Hodges first. I mean, be quite honest, I don't know exactly what happened in mm -hmm. his situation in terms of um, what what the consequences were of him mm -hmm. passing that note out. So I'll only speak as to the situation today. And that is, I can't imagine a scenario in which someone is being punished in this league for what I would view as core political speech. Mm -hmm. And that is saying to an elected official, saying to some member of the government, I disagree. Whether that's in a form of a written note, whether it's somebody standing up and making a statement, mm -hmm. I can imagine a scenario where if it was disruptive to a certain point, again, I mean, I, I, I I want to make sure I'm being honest with everyone, mm -hmm. and that is there's always that balance that we are running a business here, right. you know, and that I think if certain things were done in a manner that was not viewed as appropriate for an organization like the NBA, I don't like the word punishment, but I think that would be something certainly the league would come together and look at. And, mm -hmm. and also, as you know, by the way, I don't have unfettered rights. I have rights only by virtue of a collective bargaining agreement with the players, which says the commissioner of the NBA under the following circumstances has the right to mete out discipline for various things. So mm -hmm. it has to comply with that. I, I wouldn't want people watching or listening to us to think, oh, I'm this all-powerful guy and it's sort okay. of so discretionary. But but 
but again, I think protecting core political speech, you know, especially done in a respectful way, I think is one of the important values of this league. And back to your point about feeling safe, I certainly wouldn't want any player in this league, any employee, frankly, in this league to feel that that's an unsafe thing to do. Uh-huh. And in fact, it's become one of our core attributes that, and I think that's part of why there is such a resp- strong response from young people in society around the NBA. We're clearly about more than basketball. Uh-huh. And And so that was Adam Silver telling me um, how much he values athletes using their voice. And we spoke about you, and I pressed him a little bit about this. I spoke, we spoke about you two in particular. And I asked him, you remember I called both of y'all right after I right after the interview. I wasn't even, I wasn't even all the way away from it. And I was like, oh, I gotta call him immediately. I asked him if you were in power, if you were the commissioner back in the day when David Stern was. Would you have punished, I said specifically, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf or Craig Hodges? And he said, well, I didn't see them that they did anything that was worthy of punishment. That's that's what he told me. It's in my book. And he said, I have a respect for athletes using their voice. And I pressed him. I said, well, would you punish someone who, who speaks out about something that you disagree with? Because that's always the caveat. You know yeah. what I mean? It's always the, anybody can applaud someone they agree with. We see how the right is, is, is applauding Herschel Walker now and acting like he's just brilliant because they agree with him. You know what I mean? The left does that too with athletes when they speak out and they agree with them as well. So it, it happens on both sides, just to make that clear. Um, but I asked him, I asked him that, and he said, he said, no. He was like, the, you know, he said there was no more, he was talking about Craig Hodges in particular. He was like, how more respectful can you can you or presentation can you have but presenting a letter he's like that was the most respectful way that you can and then we have a dialogue you know the part that, of that, go ahead, go ahead I, and i hear you but that's you know it's the, documented the, in my book yeah and the part for me is okay good go ahead, go ahead, go ahead yeah what i was gonna say is you know he, he made his position he said he's not but he works for a board of governors of owners so He's not he's not representing what their beliefs are. He's telling you what hey, I felt like they didn't do anything wrong and I'm for that and I'm for this. And yeah, and that's that's that savviness that that the brother talks about. So he's not representing in that statement what the owners may feel like, especially when I went through what I was going through. You had a racist Donald Sterling still in there. You know what I'm saying? And then that, that racism comes out later in time. You know, so I, I get where he's coming from, but I would love to have a chance to sit down with him. I didn't call the office a bunch of times asking to have a sit down with him. I take that a little bit further. I would like to have an open conversation. Yes. Oh, no doubt. They no think doubt. privately and yeah. deny it publicly. Yeah. Do it on the time show. This whole thing about people talking about, like people will ask me, well, would you accept an apology from the NBA? Man, apologies. Look, white white folks issue out apologies like free, mm-hmm. easy. I apologize. Apologies, but but what happened to you affected you. You said you were at the highest point of your earnings. That affected your livelihood. Apologies mm-hmm. aren't enough. Exactly. So to say you respect a person that isn't enough. So if you respect him, I don't know. Maybe you're here with me now. You can tell me because this is what I always say. All of this. We're progressive. 
you're having these forums about social activism and about mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. have, have you ever been invited? Not once time. Right. Have you ever been offered compensation for those invitations? Mm -mm. You would think that if, oh, how respectful can you be to write a letter and to give demands? And I wouldn't have done any. I didn't see anything that they did wrong. But the way you're carrying on now as a commissioner, not reaching back to Craig Hodges and to people you know that were wrong. Forget me. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. I mean, I know you come, but they don't want to see me. But to, <laughs> to, 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 to not reach out and put, to have voices like yourself a part of these conversations mm. is to tell me you still hold grudges. Exactly. And, and you're playing the good cop, bad cop. Right? Yeah, you might be a but you're the commissioner. Right? You can make those choices. You can go on the line. And and, 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 and and you can put yourself on the line and say, no, man, we got to do things differently. We don't stand for that no more. We're mm -hmm. reaching back. We're going to show that this is this is the new NBA. That's right. right. Mm -hmm. If we say we, we give our first of all, you ain't giving me nothing. God gave that to me. This teach, teach. But since we're using this language, you're giving this to to these players. We'll reach back and grab a Craig Hodges, have him involved in these conversations, pay him handsomely because, you know, he he lost out. Mm -hmm. Petition for that to take place because his livelihood was affected as a result. Just saying you respect it. Just saying, oh, I didn't see anything wrong. Man, look, that's lip service if it's not. Because now if we've been asking for an apology for the longest. Longest. And at the same time, that apology, like when it comes to white folks, when you apologize, they looking for, okay, but I was affected. Mm -hmm. That's I, right. Restitution. But see, apologies just supposed to work for us. Mm -hmm. Would you accept? I said, man, look, apologizing to me don't mean nothing. I mm -hmm. said, man, families were, were destroyed. That's right. Right. A lot of money was lost. That's not good enough mm -hmm. for nobody that went through that type of uh, 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 that issue. So I have a that's my problem with that right there. That's my mm -hmm. problem. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I mean, to, and to your point, as far as what they're doing with Kyrie, he said sorry already in a, in a on a written form on Instagram. That wasn't good enough. He yeah. asked him, "Are are do you are you anti-Semitic?" He was like, "Well, I don't hate anybody." That wasn't good enough. He said, "Well, you know, well specifically anti-Semitic. Are you anti-Semitic? You know specifically?" And he said, "Well, how can I be anti-Semitic if I myself am a Semite?" Still not good enough. You know what I mean? I mean, and and so they they it's almost like a ransom letter that you have to you have to pay half a million dollars you know, to the ADL of all people, of, of all people, that's who you have to pay it to. And it's just so interesting because they, they want reparations in that form for him sharing a documentary that he said he didn't fully endorse and didn't promote. The whole reason why he got into it with Nick Fidel is because Nick Fidel kept saying, you're promoting this documentary. You know what I mean? And he said, stop using the word promote. I'm not promoting it. I just shared it for the information. I'm not promoting it. And he, they're going to say, no, you're promoting it. He was like, no, I'm not promoting it. You can't make me say I'm promoting it. I'm I'm not promoting it. You know what I mean? So they're not going to take his words, but they're going to, they want, they want his words to say, I apologize. So, so, so John, NBA, by extension, the NBA then, when they have rappers hmm. endorse their product, and a lot of these rappers demonize women or dehumanize women, they promote violence, right? 
-hmm. Are you promoting violence and the dehumanization of women? NBA? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So, so you know, they, they there's so many, they're so hypocritical, so many inconsistencies. Yes. You know, it applies to one group, but it doesn't apply to you. To another. Mm. And that's you know, the thing. You know. They're aligned with they're aligned with people. Look, David Stern himself. During the in, in the NBA, when I was there, when I was going through what I was going through, I, I read a lot of different publications, not just stream. And you mm -hmm. can go look this stuff up. There's an old publication called the what was called the Spotlight at the time. Right now, it's called American Free Press. Okay. And you can go back into the archives and check it out. Right before the war in Iraq, before the public. They notified the public we're going. There was this private meeting in Davos, Switzerland. The the dic dignitaries, the so-called elite. If you'd mm -hmm. been at that meeting before, you you'd have to only pay ten thousand to to come back. If you'd never been, if it's your first time, you had to pay fifteen thousand dollars to attend. The meeting in this article, it was saying, it was talking about the people that were there, the Colin Powells, you know, president, mm -hmm. prime ministers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They said, also in attendance is NBA Commissioner David Stern. Mm. This meeting was to map out which corporations were going to steal what resources in Iraq before the public was announced that the war was taking place. The oil, all of the resources. I'm like, damn, what are you doing there? How did you get this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's supposed to be politics and basketball and sports supposed to be separate. But yeah, coming down on me for the very reasons, right, that, of what you're supporting, mm. right? But see, and I mentioned it's only a few cases, but, it, and it's documented. Yes, sir. So there's a lot of people, the NBA is aligned and people are aligned with so many things, but then they wanna, when a Kyrie does it because he's an easy target, he's not yeah. just better, right? Then he he's easily to attack, to send a message to us. Yes. Mm -hmm. So when we, when we like Dave, David, Dave Chappelle says something. Like, uh, I got to tell you, Hollywood. And he said, ah, the Jews. <laughs> I can see how a person can come up with, you know, in their mind. I'm just paraphrasing the power that they have, right? To be mm -hmm. able to control. This with Kyrie. Like, how is it that black people we can't have these same demands and that you right. listen to us and follow them. So the fact that you can pull these moves and say, you got to do this, 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 and this, you're not a government entity. This is not the United States telling you this. This right. is this Jewish power force telling you this. This is where it's coming mm -hmm. from. So you can't get mad when we have these views and when we talk about that, that you're able to wield, to destroy a person's career based off of some weaponization of the anti-Semitism that doesn't that doesn't apply. Mm -hmm. that, that was no way around. He didn't say Jews didn't exist. He didn't right. say, you know, he didn't say go kill Jews, all Jews. Right. He, this is a right. So I have issues with that. There's so many hypocrisies and inconsistencies. But the bottom line, they don't want to have this discussion because the more time, the more you discuss, the more the things. More they and it will lead to a certain place and they want to end all of that because they don't want that problem. They don't want that smoke. Right. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I want to, you know, take time to encourage everyone listening here to to read both of these brothers' books. Um, Mahmoud's book is um, In the Blink of an Eye, and he wrote with um, Colin Kaepernick's um, Kaepernick Press. And it's an amazing book. And you need to really, when people need to understand everything that this brother went through, mm-hmm. and he's laying it all out. Craig Hodges' book called Long Shot. Uh, the triumphs and struggles of an NBA freedom fighter. So when you have somebody who just throws his names out, like, you know, Shannon Sharp did, and I, 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 you know, I respect Shannon Sharp, you know, mm-hmm. I disagree with how he conducted this one topic. Like we were talking about before, you could, you could disagree with one thing and mm-hmm. not disagree with the whole person and vice versa. It seemed, it seemed like it was a code to me. Yeah. It was like a code. Yeah, you know? it, was, it was code. So I, I, I'm encouraging yeah. people to read for themselves if they want to know all the knowledge of what happened and why it's so important to to make the connection as to the backlash that Kyrie Irving is currently going through to the backlash that Craig Hodges and Mahmoud Abdul-Aruf went through and read about it in their books. Read about it from firsthand, from them explaining it. Sometimes you can read somebody else talking about it, you know what I mean, or something, but read what they're saying about it and what they went through it, there should be some, and it's so interesting. We're talking about reparations. You know, we're right here in DC, we just had this big reparations rally. You know, I mean, all these people, it was an amazing rally, right? That's not even up for conversation for, for any other politicians, both Republican or Democrat. But you saw what happened when, when with Kyrie, the first thing they said is, we're we going to say the exact amount, half a million that you have to pay in reparations for the harm that you caused. <laughs> that tweet that you said that you don't even all the way agree with. That's amazing to me. And then it's so amazing to me that so many people, I keep saying it, but so many black media in particular were like cheering them on. Oh my goodness. And that's what, you know, one of the things that, you know, I want to submit to you, Etan, is that, you know, McMood just made a good point that this should be an open discussion, man. And maybe, Maybe it's something that you can, um, you know, we can do it on your show, man, and have an open discussion with 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 the commission and some of the some of the board of governors, man. Because my thing is, if Robert Sarver can be in there, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's amazing on the media, man. Robert Sarver comes in, and then Ime Odoka comes up, you know, and automatically he's off the screen, and and we on the brother and and his, you know, his infidelities or whatever. But it's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's one of those things, man. That when I look at when Colin took the knee. The NFL got with Jay-Z, they sat down, they had this little meeting, you know, and they made it look a certain kind of way. Cool, you know, but let us sit down with that brother, man, on a, in the a, in a open forum. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. <laughs> you think it's going to happen? I think it's a great idea. I, I think, think it's, hey, let's, let's do it on Saturday Night Live. no no but i'm serious i think it's a great idea because i think it would be good on their part for them because right now i gotta be honest with you the nba is looking real hypocritical see let me tell you something here in the city of chicago hey if it if it looks like a duck it quacks like a duck it's a duck so you say they looking hypocritical (laughs) because they are what what would happen if we pulled our support from the nba period as black folks in america they would crumble Period. That's what would happen. It would crumble. You feel me? And I'm like, man, and that, you know the part for me, man, is like, if I'd have been playing when McMood was in there, 
I'd have been with him. You know what I'm saying? That I'm yo, bro, man. What's up, brother? That's, the whole thing. That's what I was saying as far as making the analogy that they're they're doing this, giving him these lashes and these beatings to send a message to all the other play players. Listen, all right, I'll tell this because I wrote this in my article. When I started, because you and you and y'all follow me on social media, we follow mm-hmm. each other. So you see, right. I've been very active talking right. about this Kyrie issue. So I have had players, active players, messaging me, and they're telling me that, hey, I'm glad that you're saying this. What they're doing to Kyrie is wrong. We can't really say anything. But and, I'm, that, what, what, and that's the part. Why can't you? You know, <laughs> why can't you? Why can't you? I'm not going to tell who they are, but they that's what. Yeah. And, that's, and, and that's, the, that's that fear factor. That's yeah. the fear factor. And like McMood said, you know, it's a certain level of intimidation that comes with that whole term. You know, and it, it's so wild when, you know, when you're growing up and you hear about, man, don't say nothing about them Jews and that kind of thing. You wonder, man, are they, do they have the, are they like the mafia? You know what I'm saying? Are they going to do roll by and, and knock on your door and, and spray it up? You know, so it's like a certain power perceived. And my thing was, even when, you know, when I went to the White House, man, gave Bush the letter. Okay. Then I don't get to play. Then I'm coaching with the Lakers. We win championship. Barack is the president, okay? They take two planes from the Lake organization. I'm the only one that didn't get to go. And <laughs> that was so wild to me. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was the only one getting – and then, you know, Gary Vitti is the trainer. So I'm assistant coach, and, you know, we get getting itineraries. Everybody got an itinerary in their coach's locker but me. <laughs> and I'm looking, so he's trying to slide over to me and tell me, yeah, Hodge, you know. I'm like, what's up, G? He's like, yeah, man, uh, we going to the White House. I was like, yeah, I know I ain't going. He's like, how you know? I'm like, everybody else got an itinerary but me. But tell Barack, at least Bush let me come. <laughs> you, you know, you know, man, yeah, what you mentioned, Eton, about I just had this conversation with someone in the NBA, and they told me, they said, so many athletes come up to me, and they said, man, if that was me, right, that I wouldn't accept those demands, and this is ridiculous. And I and I said to her, I said, this is one of the this is one of the problems, is that that people, they, they, they don't say anything. They don't mm-hmm. say anything publicly. They say these things under their breath, oh, and a lot of people, man, remain silent. I think because mm-hmm. they want to feel safe, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and from being labeled a troublemaker, right? Mm-hmm. From being labeled right. anti-Semitic or what have you. But, you know, um, when you accept that inferior status, your self-regard suffers. And no one, when you betray your conscience, no one escapes it unscathed. Mm-hmm. And this is what's happening. Conscience. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and you got to you, you have to live with yourself and sleep with yourself. But this is this is, you know. Um, and then, and some people talk about patience. You know, we just got to be patient, and things are working itself out. Look, man, George <laughs> said something years ago that stuck with me. He says, "Patience taken too far is cowardice." Mm. Uh. You keep talking about just be patient. Even Martin Luther King said, "Wait, we waited long enough." Mm-hmm. Right. And so, this is one of the issues with us, man. And. Uh, but we need voices. Whether we agree, look, man, we're not going to always agree. None of us on this panel, yes. no human right. being, they're the same faith. Right. No two human beings are going to agree on everything. But you have mm-hmm. to learn how 
in, in some ways to agree to disagree. And like James Baldwin, I think, is reported to have said, as long as the disagreement isn't rooted in my oppression. Right. 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 So when we begin to disagree and now that disagreement leads to policies that's going to affect me economically, that's going to affect me physically, that's going to then hold on. Now I got to fight you differently. I just can't mm -hmm. disagree theoretically. Yeah. Because now yeah. you're implementing things that's affecting me as an individual and then by extension affecting my community and it's going to be dangerous to the society. So but it, we got so much work to do, man. And when it comes to mm -hmm. that, we have to develop that type of courage. And this is one of the things I appreciate with Kyrie and because they want they want to get you do type me. And I'm starting to read more of what people type in my messages because you can learn a lot. He said, man, he lost me with the flat earth thing. He lost me. Look, that you don't throw away the baby with the dirty water. Right. It, but so you're going to discount everything else he said because you disagree with that. That's academically, intellectually immature. Irresponsible. Mm -hmm. You deal with the issue. Like, like, why do you think that? Engage him, like you said earlier. Why do you think that? Where do you get that from? Have dialogue. We're afraid mm -hmm. of dialogue. That's it. We're afraid to be made to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, until we get past that, uh, we'll continue to go through this cycle. Right? Constantly. Yeah, I, I, I've, done, I've done something that was a little bit, you know, that I don't really see happening. I sat down with three different Jews. Mm -hmm. um, I sat down with Dave Zirin, who we all yep. know. Good bro. We had a, he's a good brother. We had a good conversation. We didn't agree. Actually, I would call what me and Dave Zirin did a debate. We didn't right. agree the entire time. Right. And, and we talked civilly. We presented our, our different opinions, our different thoughts. And we went back and forth. And we wasn't yelling at each other. We was just presenting opposing ideals. And it, and it, and it was a great interview. Mm -hmm. I sat down with um, Chuck Mariano from Deadspin. Um, I just read his quote earlier. And, and the same thing, we didn't agree all the time. Um, one thing he said specifically, he was like, well, I don't think you should put Kyrie with Mahmoud Abdul-Ruf and Craig Hodges and all those. I was like, no, 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 we're talking about the backlash. Like everybody has a different thing, but it's the backlash that is a common out. So we was disagreeing a lot of, of the time. And another thing I just did, it hasn't come out yet. Uh, I just did this yesterday. I sat down with Rabbi Harry Rosenberg. And if you haven't heard of him, look, look him up, but it's gonna come out soon. But he is someone who, and we disagreed a lot as well. Um, but he, we also agreed a little bit. And he agreed that with Kyrie, Kyrie didn't do anything wrong. And Kyrie didn't say anything that was anti-Semitic. So, so sometimes in your disagreements, you can find some type of common ground. And that's what you know people need to do. Right now, like you said, there needs to be a discussion on NBA TV about this topic. And not mm -hmm. Like with Charles Barkley um, and and um, who 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 was sitting with him, but they they invited the the um, the rabbi that they invited, and the and the conversation was, what should Kyrie do to fix this? He should come talk to my children. You should come. <laughs> he said Kyrie should come talk to his children at the synagogue, and I'm like, I get it, man. I get I get that, but at the same time, I'm saying, you know, 1993, man. You know, you took my you took my ability to do what I was capable of doing. All right. And that within the context of that, it's one of those things where we can just write it off. You know, we were able to silence him because there wasn't any social media. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, man, when we talk about 
the economics of it, man. They never they never come to people who, who this thing has happened to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. They you they ain't they they don't want to and see once again, like McMood said, they don't want to they don't want to sit with us, man, because they know yeah, I, I they, their conversations will unravel. My fault, my mm. fault, my fault. Disappointed, man. I mean, but I wasn't surprised. Uh, just the backlash that came from, you know, Shaquille and Barkley. Again, not surprised whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But, and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Shaq saying, who was my teammate at LSU? I'm listening to him saying 80% of my social media is to make people laugh. The other thing is to inspire. And then the rest of it is just say what I want to say. Mm -hmm. And because, and I'm saying to myself, well, that's your social media. Kyrie's is probably different to make you think. Mm -hmm. You just want to make you laugh. <laughs> right. 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 That's the difference between the two. Everybody has a different thing. So you should expect him to be like you. And you talked about his hypocrisy before. You had, you know, why aren't they on you? Because you showed it in your theater. Mm -hmm. Oh, Just like you accused Kyrie, he should have known he's an idiot. Well, isn't that your theater? Shouldn't you have known what you were to the public? Why why aren't they condemning you for it? Why are you hiding that fact? And I know you know it because you, you know, conversations. Why didn't you come on and say, hey, I want to make an apology to the Jewish community because I, like Kyrie, I I did I I showed it in my theater. I promoted it. Now that's a promotion. Promotion. You get money off of it. You'll get Thank paid. You. Yeah, Kyrie didn't get paid for putting that on his site at all. So what's worse, you capitalize Man. financially off of it. You and, know, that, so and that's the problem. You don't even want to have the conversation. Like you don't. You just want to. You know, when they were you, when you use a word like an idiot, and they Man. said it like three times on 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 TNT. Come on, Man. Is, don't even pay attention to that anything was, that he has to say because he is not worthy of your time because he is a blank. Whether it's hate, food, whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, I know. And I have so much respect for Kareem, but I disagree with him on this topic. And I and I can say that very clearly. I, I do. I mean, I, I would have loved to see, um, you know, someone have. And then this is the thing. And this is what I wanted to say when you was talking about that earlier, Craig. Um, having a conversation with someone is not lecturing them. Right. It's having a conversation where you're actually listening to them. And when they're inviting Kyrie to come and he has to talk to this rabbi and he has to talk to this person, and then he has to do this. I'm like, are you listening to Kyrie at all? Or are you just talking at him and just wanting to Like I say, him? like that. Let me and McMood go with him when he go to the meetings with them people. That's let us roll with him. Let us roll with him. You know, we got his back. We sit there and listen. You feel me? Let us, let us. And see, that's something, shoot, man. That's something they ain't going to even bring to us. They ain't going to even bring that madness because they know right from, see, this thing is spiritual now. They feel the spiritual inclination of where people are going. So when I look at how you take that money from Kanye, that's cool. That don't matter because the blessings that we have coming is still going to be abundant. Now, our thing that we have to do is unify and organize ourselves. And however we decide to do that, we have to. And I think, you know, the creator is pushing things in a way where, you know, he's, he's putting this thing out there. So it's going to have to be discussed. And then when it's discussed, then it's going to come back to that one thing. Who is the original? Who's the original? And that's the part that they will never want to get to is who is the original civilizer of the planet Earth? 
let, let's that's the, oh i'm sorry it was back it's no, and and that's that's the thing where if you get to that discussion i mean even in talking about hebrews to negroes all right take out the part that the two parts that I mentioned before, the part where he where he quoted Hitler, all right, take that part out. Take out take out the um the part where he didn't actually say he was Holocaust denier, but it could be interpreted that. I thought it was a little bit more of the number, but fine. Take that part out as well, right? And and then have a discussion that you that there's a lot to discuss here. Even if the discussion is, I have other evidence that shows this that opposes what you showed, then you have a discussion. That's why I said. Present your evidence. Don't don't just shut the whole conversation down. If you if you have evidence contrary to what was just presented, present it. When it comes to another thing, another thing that another a group of people that we can't let off the hook to is all you you said something, Craig, earlier that uh, okay, he lost one and a half billion or whatever dollars, and that don't matter, but it does matter. We should make it matter, mm -hmm. right? And Absolutely. and just like just like Kyrie losing endorsements because yes. of the falsification the, the, the yeah. of, of with anti-semitism we mm -hmm. should pressure on these 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 corporations i mean like real pressure i'm not talking yeah. about uh, this this fictitious pressure i'm talking about real pressure we should put pressure on them for being soft and spineless and 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 fall and and submitting to this press surrendering to this pressure mm -hmm. to get rid of his contracts yeah and no, we're not gonna yeah. support Period. Not uh, exactly. Not, exactly. Not everyone is going to do it, but enough right. of them. And, and that's right. Constantly not let them rest exactly. from, from a, denying them our finances, but also keeping the language going because in yeah. language power, the media does it all the time. They keep these stories in circulation, right? To where mm -hmm. are you now? You know, we talked about that before. This, this, this. Instead of is it, there's this talk when something happens to them, can we just all get along? Right. Something, right. Right. And and we're look, we're talking about you know let's let's not look to destroy and kill let's look to understand and heal right? <laughs> so, the same the same mm -hmm. so we shouldn't let them off the hook man because this dude yeah. you know he he lost a whole mm -hmm. bunch of money off yeah. of you taking context yes you taking out of context right yeah. even and even the journalist we know journalism has a job. Yeah. Even the, the journal journalism, though, everything you do in life should have uh, uh, should be associated with ethical principles. Mm -hmm. I don't care what. Oh, I don't care. Oh, this business is known to have a lot of cutthroats. And I don't care. You still should should conduct yourself with ethics and being Jeez. true. And so when you don't do that, you should be held accountable. There should be yes, sense real accountability when people yeah. make these mistakes that destroy people's lives. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. and the, the frustrating part for me um, to what you're saying, Mahmoud, is how are we going to get that done? I mean, what organizations, where, where's our a ADL? You know what I mean? Where, where's our Anti-Defamation League? You know, and, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to say this, and I, I have respect for uh, the, 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 the bulk of the work that Reverend Sharpton has done. I do. You know what I mean? I, Reverend Sharpton. Okay. And and I have you know seen what he list talked to different family members of victims of police brutality in New York, including Emerald Garner and and um, Eric Garner's wife Esau. What what the way they describe Reverend Sharpton is that he basically picked them up and allowed and and projected their cases to everybody where nobody would know their cases 
if it wasn't for him. And this is going back for decades, right? But I have to say, honestly, I was disappointed with his response to Kyrie Irving. And I don't know if you heard it, I did. but he he joined the chorus. He said, well, we don't stand for anti-Semitism and a reprimand is, is definitely warranted and, and this and that. And I was like, wait a minute. I, have you seen the movie? I was like, what did he say that was anti-Semitic? Don't join what they're saying. And then their narrative becomes the fact of what happened. And then everybody's using anti-Semitic associated with Kyrie. And I'm like, wait a minute. He did not say anything out of his mouth that was anti-Semitic. So when you have, when he went to meet with Adam Silver, when he went to meet with Josiah and Josiah Josiah and Adam Silver both had the tweets back to back that was like, okay, we met with with Kyrie and we can confirm that he's not anti-Semitic. He was like, we didn't need you to to confirm anything. He didn't say anything that was anti-Semitic. But all the people that bought into that narrative, and I'm including, and the reason why I brought up Reverend Sharpton is because he's been one of the people that has put pressure on organizations, on companies, that when they do something like that, that they do have to do some type of of retribution, that they do have to um, perform some type of reparations. And he's been criticized by that, by a lot of the media who says they, they term it as he shakes down companies and he doesn't, I was like, well, you're shaking down Kyrie, but okay, we don't have to use the same terms, but, but, but if not him, who, what organizations do we have that will put that pressure? And that's the part that we, we have to be able to either establish or get some of these organizations that we do have in order to fulfill that ADL role for us. Yeah, you said, yeah, and I'm glad you said that. Uh, and it's a great question. Where are those organizations? The fact that we have to ask that question is a problem. <laughs> and number two, uh, where there is nothing, you know, brother told me years ago, he said, what do you do when you go in this? You make them, trade them. So, so that's business. So my point is, where they where we don't have them, we have to we have to create those 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 organizations. But in creating the organization, this is this is the caveat I think, or this is the this is the big issue, is when we create them, how do we create them in a way that we're not dependent upon somebody else's dollars outside of our communities and that not with our interests? Because sometimes when your money is attached to corporations and other things, mm-hmm. yeah, easily you know you easily. You, you, that you run the risk of being controlled down the line. Being right? defunded. To have people associated with those organizations that are self-sufficient. That we're not in, we don't need your dollars. We don't need to be associated with, you don't, we don't need government handouts. We don't need money from Nike. Right? We have our own internal support. Teach. And then we, and then we're going to keep, we're going to keep, uh, 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 we're going to keep a tight, uh, we're going to investigate daily the type of moves people in this organization are making. If we feel that you venturing off the road away from, uh, uh, away from our, 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 our frame, of, you know, where we're headed, we're going to try to pull your coat, but then you got to go because we need, you know, there's not going to be a dictatorship, a long 20 year, you know, term. Right? It's going to be based upon your productivity and how you serve these issues. And so that's the, that's, the, that's the tough part because so many of our people, as you know, whether it's in journalism, whether it's in politics, 
or we're afraid of losing wealth and our job. Yeah. You know, what we, what I'm working on here, what we're working on is, yeah. That becomes what we worship. Mm. All right? That's right. Yeah, so what we're working on here in Chicago, man, is is uh, just that economic development, man, building economic empowerment, you know, being able to, we, right now, like you said, we need an organization. We got to unite, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we, so I, we promote. We're, talking we're, about this. He talked about, know, oh, I'm sorry. This thing keep going. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's all good. And, you know, it's, we have to be able to produce our own and that's we're producing sportswear you know being able to put people back to work at one time during the 70s chicago was one was the apparel capital of the world you know you could go into sun times classified and you would have over 1500 jobs with sewing machine operators all that went overseas so there's a spiritual connection in the clothes that we wear so when we talk about the clothes coming from china that we're putting on our back we're talking about children who are in sweatshops so when we put that energy on us, we putting on some serious energy, man. So we want to create that which we can fund our own future with. And that's what we're speaking on, that being able to create an environment where all of us have this vehicle that we can buy into, that we can connect to, that is either regionally locally but once again it's funded by us it's not and that's why we're doing the sportswear manufacturing is because you know we look at nike and anybody else when you go in our communities we're wearing their billboards we have to start to wear our own stuff that we produce that we can say you know right here on 95th street we're producing this sportswear that now we can start to wear our own uniforms that people can see what our messaging is when we come into them. So it's going to be, you know, Operation Unite Chicago, Operation Unite Atlanta, Operation Unite LA. And we, like you say, man, this is not, and for me, I love it because I liken it to building the pyramids originally. So if we could do it then, we're definitely capable of doing it in, in building and, and restructuring the direction of our people, man. You know, uh, speak about economic empowerment and development. You know, Amos and Wilson uh, spoke about that also so eloquently, but we also need to to we, we can't build economically without mm -hmm. without uh, having means of self-defense. Right. Exactly. Man. Twenty one Wall Street had an economic base out of this world, but they didn't they weren't able to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. so, you know, mm -hmm. we all we and, and, and some people say, oh, are you promoting? Here we go again. Are you promoting violence? Right. No, I'm promoting self-defense from your Absolutely. life, from your perspective, right. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right to be able to prepare and protect myself just in case somebody get becomes schizophrenic one day and lose their exactly. mind. Now I'm going exactly. to be accused of attacking the schizophrenic community. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in that society nowadays. You can't hardly say nothing, right? Yeah, man. But, but just like, just to your point, just as, you know, the Israel always likes to use the phrase that Israel has the right to protect itself. So do we. We have the right to protect ourselves as well. And that Black Wall Street, you know, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so I know how beautiful it was in the, in the, in the 20s. And this is back in the 1920s and they burned it to the ground and we didn't have the, 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 the infrastructure to protect ourselves. But I want to go a little bit more with this with this with this thought, because we do need our own ADL. 
So all these different organizations, we're talking about the NAACP, the Congressional Black Caucus, the whoever it is, the Nation of Islam, I'll include them in there with it because I, I you know, I saw Farrakhan's remarks. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was powerful. Um, I, ha- I do have my issues with Farrakhan going way back from the 60s to the, the breakup with Malcolm X that I cannot get over. And I, that's just me personally. But if anyone could have an establishment, uh, an established system like the ADL has, where if you say anything, I was listening to what you were saying. If you say anything that crosses that line, now you have to come and do what the ADL is doing to Kyrie. Now you have to come to the Nation of Islam and you have to do this. Or you have to come to the NAACP and you have to do this. And we're going to give our demands to you for what you have to do to atone for what you've done, which is going to include. So Robert Sarver, okay, yeah, he had to he had to go ahead and, and, and sell the team and everything like that. But along with that, now you have to be able to contribute half a million dollars to this organization that funds this program in the black community. And now you have so a list of demands. Like I, I want to see tent. You know what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I, they, they're going to get away with doing this from Kyrie. We're probably going to hear within the, you know the next week or so that Kyrie has to has to finish off make, completing this list before he's allowed to play. And that is like for you to be able to extort half a million dollars from this man. Is 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 crazy, and the amount of the 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 the, the um, example that Emerald gave that happens all the time with policemen, and they don't have to do anything. That's every single case. So I mean, we're we're talking. We got to hold some of these organizations that represent us accountable for. Okay, you need to do more to represent us, and it's great that you make great speeches, and it's great that you have great conventions, and you invite great speakers. And everything, I've been a part of all those conventions. I've been speaking at those, and especially when something comes on, I'm sure y'all phone starts ringing to go speak at different things as well. But beyond that, you all need to establish something to where when we have a situation like Kyrie, we could be the ADL for our community. And that's really that's really what I want to see happen. We got to put that pressure on all those. I'm not just talking about one group, all those groups that represent us or say they represent us to actually represent us. And, you know, I, you know, for me, man, it's, it's, um, this is it right here, brother. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? This is to me is a core. This could be the core. What you speaking on that we not seeing, then we got to create it, brother. We ain't seeing it from Al Sharpton. We ain't seeing it from the nation. To me, that's the one thing that we, we, they told us what they tell us. Oh, uh, you know, our players, we're loyal to our players. Let us be loyal to one another. Mm. You feel me? The brotherhood outside of the NBA, the brotherhood of us who were in the league, let us become that. Let us become that organization that, you know, we could be tight enough where it ain't a, it ain't a whole bunch of us. We're tight enough that, you know, we're 85% of the league, and now we can go ahead and take that same core group you know, and that's why with me that Kyrie is the, uh, what, assistant or vice president of the union or something? Mm-hmm. And you don't have the rank. Of, and, and see, and that in itself tells me that he's a trustworthy brother. How can my, the rank and file of me tell me we want you in this position where you actually get to sit across from us and then you come back? We trust you like that. But now all of a sudden y'all can't support the brother. And they weren't supporting him. I mean, they issued a statement eventually, and Jalen Brown came out and said, okay, the, these six these six steps are a little bit much, but they should have been right on it immediately. You see, they, they, they should have operated. 
And he stepped they, well, the they, they should have operated the way the NYPD, the police union, operates with them. You know, it's right on it within minutes. If anything happens with them, they call them immediately. Within minutes, they have their back. That's mm -hmm. how the players association, the players union, should have had Kyrie's back, and they so did. You look at it. It's, it's two instances. The first was the bubble, and now, and now, we at that crossroads, man. We had a crossroads where we have the power. We have right now. If them brothers said we ain't playing right now, this same thing I said during the bubble. If we say we're not playing, it's gonna be some concessions made. Yeah. On some level, if them concessions that you're talking about, they're gonna have to sit down. If Kevin Durant. Steph Curry and LeBron James says we're not playing until there are some concessions made where our brother is concerned. And they're gonna have they're gonna have to sit down with these brothers. And that's the part of me where it's like the rank and file when we talk about once again the role players of the league. Okay, you can't have the league without us. And I'll put myself in that category. Mm -hmm. Now you got that upper echelon, the superstars who jerseys are in. The arenas who right. jerseys are in Walmart and all of that. Right. We weren't part of that clique. Right. My move might have got close to it, but they got him before he could get there and get his 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 residuals. Right. But my, I'm saying that we who have been there, we know that there's a certain bond that we have as brothers who play in the league, just from our work have the, the work that you have to go through just to get there. Mm -hmm. We respect that from one another. Now let us build from that point to say, okay, we know that it was a generation before us, you know, the generation of the brothers who was changing their names in the league, that when it was nothing, NBA meant nothing but Africans. And then 1979, Magic and Bird came along, and now we have what we need from a commercial end to satisfy our white clients. We still got the black brother who got the, you know, he got the, the the swag about being magic and he has the great bright smile. So now we can we can pit black and white. Now we got our black hat and our white hat and mm -hmm. we got this converse thing going on and we can promote. And but the whole time you promoting it. It's a certain air of racism in it all. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So now how do we we can we can do something about it, brother, What you speaking on right now. To me, you're the spearhead. You're the spearhead because you have the NBA pedigree, the, the league shit, excuse my French, and then you got where we are right now, man. You know, and that, that's where it is, brother. For me, it's like we have the ability within what we have done from a professional end within that realm. We've seen, we've seen it. We've seen it, and we've seen where the nuances of, you know, Come on, Hodge, uh, MJ and David Stern. Uh, uh, David, uh, what's his name? David, what's his David Falk. Mm. I come out of the locker room. Yo, Hodge, let me holler at you. This ain't never happened. I come out of the locker room, MJ, what's up, brother? Peace. It ain't never. Yo, Hodge, let me holler at you. Now when you want to holler at me, I'm you standing there with David Falk. David don't even hardly speak to me, man. Now you want to ask me, do I want to be the president of the union? You feel me? And if I if I would have went for the president of the union at that time, I'd have been going bumping heads with my homeboy Isaiah to mm. do your bidding. Mm. Man, I don't want nothing to do with that. You feel me? Because I'm not going to be your rubber stamp for you to be able to say, I'm going to take my players over here and you're one of my players. And now we're going to 
whatever the collective needs, our needs are more important than the collective. Right. But you said something really important that we gotta we gotta reach out to the 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 superstars and the get and getting the LeBrons, Jalen Browns, you know what I mean, the uh Steph Curry's, the ones that we know that are conscious in the league. You know what I mean? To be able to to get, I mean it's I hated that the first thing they did when the whole thing happened with Kyrie is to run to LeBron and and get him, coax him into saying something that they can run with. And that goes back to that Malcolm X quote, that the first thing that they do is try to, and they went right to LeBron immediately. So, so, and then so much so that he had to go and do another tweet to kind of restructure what he, where his actual stance was. And that's the good part about having social media now. There was no social media in y'all day. You know what I mean? Y'all couldn't go, but they tried to, they, they took that little bit and crafted it to make it look like he was doing this to LeBron, to uh, Kyrie as well. And LeBron was like, well, wait, no, 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 no. I wasn't doing all that. Let me, let me restructure everything that I was saying. So you don't just package it the way that you want to package it. Right. And, and that, and so you know that he, but they're using him and, and what you're saying about, about how they tried to do with you and Isaiah Thomas, they do that to pit against each other. They know that the LeBron and Kyrie, they have a respect, they have a history, but they have a respect for him, each other. So the first thing they did was to pit one against the other. And that is always done. They did that with you, Mahmoud. Who did they, who did they pick? Um, try to pit you against um, Akeem Olajuwon. I remember when that happened. They uh, to immediately. Well, Akeem Olajuwon is Muslim and, and Mahmoud is Muslim. So, you know, and craft what he, and it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a playbook they keep using. Divide and conquer, taking sides. Um, bites and 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 then re-editing and and, and and presenting it in a way that it, it, it's going to exacerbate that that uh that point you said something also about uh the Kyrie being part of the organization they should have they supported right mm-hmm. and uh, you know I'm just I'm just curious man because I know oftentimes we have a lot of conversations it's just human beings but in particular since we're talking about athletes mm-hmm. we talk a lot on the bus, on the planes, and practice mm-hmm. about so many issues, and it's amazing how in private we have one one set of conversations, but in public we have another set of yeah. conversations. You know, I for, I forget who is the I mean it's attributed to Harriet Tubman, but I don't. There's the best thousand slaves I could have freed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dalton didn't know that they were enslaved, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. so I, I I think of about that in reference to the times these condoms and then the he kind of like I think what happened when you begin to step off the plantation you start seeing you know things where you are it's going to really expose that you've been talking to about all of these issues who's really going to be against you Right. right. And and they're going to expose themselves. It's like and in one way, it's a beautiful thing because it's sad because, you know, you don't wish that on people. Right. You hope you wish that people had more courage, you know, right. to, to speak their conscience. However, it's a good thing, too, because you're weeding out the bad apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can start pinpointing, OK, I know I can rely on this brother. This is. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. And that's how you begin to build teams, because everybody yeah. has. Teams. Teams are in profits had disciples. Businesses yes, have sir. everybody, and this is the way you weed out 
who's serious and who's not. And that's how you talk about, okay, where do we get them from? That's where we get them from. We have to begin to pay attention to who's consistently saying the right things, doing the right things. They're not controlled by position. They're not controlled by money. Right. Yes. This is why. But you also in your own little way, you still kind of not spending too much energy because you don't want to waste your time, but you still try to convince who you can, you give that little energy, but you know what I'm saying. I know yeah. where you are, but I'm going to try to still be in your ear a little bit because we You're are. Right. But I'm not going to give you that type of time anymore because right. you're on this. We're exactly. On this. Exactly. Right. 100%. 100%. Yeah, man. Well, listen, well, listen I, I ain't going to take up all y'all time. You know, I can sit here and talk to y'all for three more hours. You know, <laughs> hey, life vibes, brother. Yeah, man. I, I, I love it. I, yeah. I really do love it. And I know he was experiencing a little bit of technical difficulties. Yeah, it was a great conversation. So I want to thank y'all for taking the time to um, to have this conversation. Yeah. And, right. and really, you know, I'm, I'm we, we got to, Kyrie needs to feel the support um from 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 different of the fraternity and yeah man well let your brother know man i don't know how to reach him and you know i if you can reach out and let him know that i want to at least holler at him and, and give support man and even if you know how i could help man i definitely agree i definitely agree. well much respect to you much respect to mock mood y'all you know anytime y'all want me y'all call me i know it's vice versa so done deal man much respect to you peace man all right peace all right Thank you for listening to The Rematch. You can find more episodes on basketballnews.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find my articles on basketballnews.com, along with exclusive content from Kenyon Martin, James Posey, and more. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at AtonThomas36. Let me know what you thought of this episode and who you'd like to see as a guest. I would love your feedback.